our most precious asset is not being protected. The way most people tackle building a schedule is by creating a to-do list, where they write down everything they want to do and then hope they'll find the time to get it all done. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're discussing Indistractable, how to control your attention and choose your life. The author is near y'all. The book is published in 2019. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with traction versus distraction, root versus proximate cause, value into time, fog behavior model, pre-commitment, and finishing off with identity packs. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, For many people, distractions can get out of hand, leaving us with a feeling that our decisions are not our own. The fact is, in this day and age, if you are not equipped to manage distractions, your brain will be manipulated by time-wasting diversions. In the next few pages, I reveal my own struggle with distraction and how I, ironically, got hooked. But I'll also share how I overcame my struggle and explain why we're much more powerful than any of the tech giants. As an industry insider, I know their Achilles heel, and soon you will too. The good news is that we have the unique ability to adapt to such threats. We can take steps right now to retrain and regain our brains. To be blunt, what other choice do we have? We don't have time to wait for regulators to do something, and if you hold your breath waiting for corporations to make their products less distracting, well, you're going to suffocate. In the future, there will be two kinds of people in the world. Those who let their attention and lives be controlled and coerced by others, and those who proudly call themselves indistractable. By opening this book, you've taken the first step toward owning your time and your future. End quote. I captured this from the wonderful introduction where we also learned that Nuriel authored another bestseller called Hooked. It was a cookbook of sorts that contained recipes of human behavior and was hugely popular with the tech giants who wanted to learn how to tap into your behavior and keep you coming back. Getting you hooked was and is the name of the game for the tech industry. Indistractable was written as an antidote to being hooked by technology. We have the power to control our attention and choose our life. Insight number one, traction versus distraction. Quote, imagine a line that represents the value of everything you do throughout your day. To the right, the actions that are positive. To the left, they are negative. On the right side of the continuum is traction, which comes from the Latin trahere, meaning to draw or pull. We can think of traction as the actions that draws toward what we want in life. On the left side is distraction, the opposite of traction. Derived from the same Latin root, the word means drawing away of the mind. Distractions impede us from making progress toward the life we envision. All behaviors, whether they tend toward traction or distraction, are prompted by triggers, internal or external, end quote. I love that subtle distinction between traction and distraction. The internal triggers y'all refers to are looking for a snack when our belly growls or putting on a warm sweater when we feel cold. The external triggers are the environmental cues that tell us what we should do next. This includes the pings, dings, and rings that prompt us to check social media or open an email. 
We face a huge challenge in today's society where it seems like everything is being designed to hack into our attention and force us into distraction. Yall defines a four-part indistractable model. Number one, you master your internal triggers. Number two, you make time for traction. Number three, you hack back external triggers. And number four, you prevent distraction with packs. Insight number two, root or proximate cause. Quote, consider the game of pool. What makes the colored balls go into the pockets? Is it the white cue ball, the stick, or the player's action? We understand while the white cue ball and the stick are necessary, the root cause is the player. The white cue ball and the stick aren't the root causes. They are the proximate causes of the resulting event. End quote. Mial uses that brilliant example and reflects on the similarities when playing the game of life. If you get in an argument with your spouse over the toilet seat being left up, you blame the conflict on that one tiny incident and fail to recognize the years of unresolved issues between the two of you. The toilet seat annoyance acts only as a proximate cause in this example. By focusing on the proximate cause, we easily deflect the responsibility onto something or someone else. Quote, We tend to blame things like television, junk food, social media, cigarettes, and video games, but these are all proximate causes of our distraction. Unless we deal with the root causes of our distraction, we'll continue to find ways to distract ourselves. Distraction, it turns out, isn't about the distraction itself. Rather, it's about how we respond to it, end quote. So let's remember that your distraction is more than your devices, and all motivation is a desire to escape discomfort. Focus on the root cause of what you are trying to escape so you can identify the causes of your distraction. Y'all shares four psychological factors that may be contributing to your need for distraction. Quote, Boredom, negativity bias, and rumination can each prompt us to distraction. But a fourth factor may be the cruelest of all. Hedonic adaptation. The tendency to quickly return to a baseline level of satisfaction, no matter what happens to us in life. All sorts of life events we think would make us happier actually don't. Or at least they don't for long. For instance, people who have experienced extremely good fortune, such as winning the lottery, have reported that things they had previously enjoyed lost their luster, effectively returning them to their previous levels of satisfaction. End quote. I like to picture an elastic band that represents our satisfaction in life. The elastic band normal state is your baseline. And when you buy a new home, for example, the elastic band stretches and you feel a momentary increase in satisfaction. However, after a period of time, the excitement of the new home will wear off and the elastic band falls back to its normal state, hedonic adaptation. Insight number three, turn values into time. Quote, think of all the ways people steal your time. The Roman Stoic philosopher Seneca wrote, people are frugal in guarding their personal property but as soon as it comes to squandering time, they are most wasteful of the one thing in which it is right to be stingy. Think of all the locks, security systems, and storage units we use to protect our property, and how little we do to protect our time, end quote. According to a study in the Promotional Products Association International, only one-third of Americans keep a daily schedule, which means the majority wake up every morning with no formal plan. Our most precious asset is not being protected. The way most people tackle building a schedule is by creating a to-do list, where they write down everything they want to do and then hope they'll find the time to get it all done. Quote, Instead of starting with what we're going to do, we should begin with why we're going to do it. 
And to do that, we must begin with our values, end quote. Simon Sinek shares a similar message in his great book, Start With Why, where he introduces the golden circle. Why, how, and what make up the golden circle, with the why being the bullseye. He suggests that companies begin with why, and not with what, so that the company message is built from the inside out. Y'all created a simple three-life domain model that includes you, relationships, and work. These three domains outline where you spend your time and give you a way to think about how to plan your days and become the type of person you want to become. Quote, The trouble is, we don't make time for our values. We unintentionally spend too much time in one area of our lives at the expense of others. We get busy at work at the expense of living out our values with our families or friends. In order to live our values in each of the domains, we must reserve time in our schedules to do so. Only by setting aside specific time in our schedules for traction, the actions that draw us toward what we want in life, can we turn our backs on distractions. End quote. Insight number four, fog behavior model. Quote, the fog behavior model states that for a behavior B to occur, three things must be present at the same time. Motivation, M, ability, A, and the trigger, T. More succinctly, B equals M-A-T. B equals math. Motivation is the energy for the action, according to Edward Dacey, professor of psychology at the University of Rochester. When we're highly motivated, we have a strong desire and the requisite energy to take an action. And when we're not motivated, we lack the energy to perform a task. Meanwhile, in Fogg's formula, ability relates to facility of action. Quite simply, the harder something is to do, the less likely people are to do it. Conversely, the easier something is to do, the more likely we're able to do it. When people have sufficient motivation and ability, they're primed for certain behavior. However, without the critical third component, the behavior will not occur. A trigger to tell us what to do next is always required. End quote. The central focus of Yal's message as it relates to this model is the trigger. The price that we pay by constantly checking external triggers, email, social media, and text, is very high. It's no surprise that many of us struggle with focus when major companies are out to capture our attention and get us hooked on their apps and devices. Although not all external triggers are bad, we need to ask ourselves a critical question when dealing with them. Quote, is this trigger serving me or am I serving it? End quote. In the book, y'all share strategies to hack back email, group chat, your smartphone, your desktop, online articles, and your newsfeed. I highly recommend reading the book to dive deeper into those strategies, but I want to share one of his strategies to address the newsfeed distraction. Quote, the infinite scroll of Facebook's newsfeed is an ingenuous bit of behavioral design and is the company's response to the human penchant for perpetually searching for novelty. But just because Facebook uses sophisticated algorithms to keep us tapping doesn't mean we can't hack back. I found the most effective way to regain control is to eliminate the newsfeed altogether. Didn't think that was possible? It is, and here's how. A free web browser extension called Newsfeed Eradicator for Facebook does exactly what it says. It eliminates the source of countless alluring external triggers and replaces them with an inspirational quote. If that tool doesn't strike your fancy, Another free technology called To-Do Book replaces the Facebook newsfeed with the user's to-do list, end quote. I heard a quote recently that reflects the importance of taking back our time that today is addicted to the Facebook newsfeed. Quote, if you have five minutes to waste, 
then Facebook is a great way to waste 55 minutes, end quote. Truth be told, I believe the quote used Twitter, but you get the point. Imagine how much productivity time you are losing because of social media's external triggers. You may think you have it under control, but it may be worth taking a closer look. Learn to control your own experiences in social media instead of allowing the social network to take over your time and attention. Insight number five, pre-commitments. Quote, what these creative professionals understand is that focus not only requires keeping distraction out, it also necessitates keeping ourselves in. After we've learned to master internal triggers, make time for traction, and hack back external triggers, the last step to becoming indistractable involves preventing ourselves from sliding into distraction. To do so, we must learn a powerful technique called a pre-commitment, which involves removing a future choice in order to overcome impulsivity. I just love this idea of pre-commitment. One of the simplest examples of this is putting money away in a retirement account with steep penalties for early withdrawal to ensure we don't spend money we need for our future. If you don't want to eat junk food, pre-commit by not buying the junk food and bringing it into the house. This increases the amount of effort required for you to engage in the undesired behavior. Insight number six, identity packs. Quote, the way we think of ourselves also has a profound impact on how we deal with distractions and unintended behaviors. A study published in the Journal of Consumer Research tested the words people use when faced with temptation. During the experiment, one group was instructed to use the words I can't when considering unhealthy food choices, while the other group used I don't. At the end of the study, participants were offered either a chocolate bar or a granola bar to thank them for their time. Nearly twice as many in the I don't group picked the healthier option on their way out the door. End quote. As part of the Optimized Coach program I took in 2019, identity was another core component. Establishing our identity in core areas of our lives was an essential part of our daily routine. For example, each morning I would write down my energy identity, Fit Father at 50, which was a pre-commitment to my self-image that helped me lose nearly 30 pounds. I was also reminded of James Clear's wisdom from his great book, Atomic Habits, where he shares, quote, The word identity was originally derived from the Latin word essentitis, which means being an identitum which means repeatedly. Your identity is literally your repeated beingness. The more we learn to repeat a behavior, the more we reinforce the identity associated with that behavior. Quote, By aligning our behaviors to our identity, we make choices based on who we believe we are. By making identity packs, we are able to build the self-image we want. Though we often assume our identity is fixed, our self-image is, in fact, flexible and is nothing more than a construct in our minds. It's a habit of thought. And as we've learned, habits can be changed for the better. One of the best exercises I was ever taught was to take a few minutes each morning to write down a statement about your identity in the areas of energy, work, and love, and then connect that to the virtues that best represent your identity. I highly recommend adopting a similar practice to transform your self-image and for the purposes of this book, become indistractable. Quote, we can all strive to do what we say we will do. We all have the powers to be indistractable. End quote. That is my quick look at this fascinating, wisdom-packed book, Indistractable by Neil Young. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, 
or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.